Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode. Today, I'm joined by John Batterby. You might remember John, he's been on previous uh, episodes, uh, quite a few actually, certainly in the earlier days, um, because John's a PT and he um, he gave us va- invaluable insights around his uh, you know, healthy living and, and keeping well and uh, eating and training and all that kind of physical training and all that kind of stuff. But I want to take a different angle today with John because... He's got an immense amount of knowledge and experience to share about life in general and particularly from from a perspective of dropping the mask. Um, so we'll open that conversation up. John, a very, very warm welcome to you. Hello there, Paul. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm good. So I want to start us off, John, I suppose by creating a bit of a thread here uh, by saying, okay, so we've spoke previously around uh, well-being generally and certainly emotional well-being, what some people might call mental health issues. Um, There's there's a stigma, isn't there? Or is this still a stigma? Um, And I ask that as a question, John, based on your 20-odd years military service. Just give us a bit of background on that, John, where you're at and... uh, We'll move from there. Um, a military career, basically, as you say, I was I was in for 25 years from the age of 16, uh, right the way through till I was 40. And I find a lot of people who, uh, as soon as they find out you're in the military, they have this perception of how you are and how you can be. So, and a lot of, a lot of the time, the perception is totally wrong. You know, there's a there's a different side to people. You know, in the military, you know, you you are you are uh, you know sort of taught and drilled. So you come across very disciplined, straight down the line, black and white. But it's, um, it's, it's, it's drilled into you so often. I say for 25 years, I was this way. And so it becomes the norm. It's difficult to switch off and go back to how you really are. So when you came out of the, the military then, John, I mean, I, I've got the benefit, obviously, of knowing the answer to this personally. But for the benefit of the listeners, when you came out of the military... What was what did that feel like? It was it was difficult to be honest. A, a quote: It was like a rabbit in headlights. It's a, a big shock, as I say. I joined at sixteen. I left school on the Friday. I went straight into military forty-eight hours later, and that's the way it was till I was forty-one years old. Um, as soon as I left the military, it was like almost the military was um, okay. Your time is done. Off you go. There was no, well, not really any preparation for leaving the military. There are things in place, but A, I was going to live abroad and, you know, and they didn't really have anything. They said, oh, as soon as I said I was living in Spain, they were like, oh, there's nothing we can do for you. And what happened was I came back from a theatre of conflict. I had one day, I handed my ID card in and that was it. I was literally escorted out the gate and left to my own devices. 
So it was, it was a big shock. It was very difficult. And uh, the first thing I did, I went from Plymouth and drove straight to Sheffield to my sister's house. Mm. You had a, a physically challenging experience on that journey, John, didn't you, when you pulled over? Yes, I did. Yes, I was, uh, I was, I was actually driving up and I'd, and I'd, I'd got probably a, a couple of hundred miles into my journey. And um, all of a sudden, everything, it's almost like the penny drops. And I pulled into the nearest service station I had to, and I was just violently sick. It was just the adrenaline, the nerves of basically, right, what do I do now? Because you're institutionalized, you know, for 25 years, I'm clothed, I'm fed, I'm watered, I'm told where to go, what to do. And then all of a sudden, that's it. There's no one there to support you, look after you as such. And it was a massive shock. And I, I, I really was violently ill. You know, and that was in the car park of a uh, service station. My mind conjured up there, John, um, this image, rightly or wrongly, uh, of when you, you know, when your mother took you down to, to enlist in, in the Navy, in the Royal Navy. And um, as, you know, as a young boy, really, of 16, and and obviously you progressed through you know many roles within the uh, in the military, and actually ironically, well, I mean the picture that's coming through to me there, John, rightly or wrongly, is twenty five years later on that journey driving up north to your hometown of Sheffield, you kind of temporarily return to that lost little boy again. It, would that be a fair comment? Hundred percent, hundred percent, Paul. You know, I was I was say I was I was forty going on forty one, but all of a sudden. I'm 16 again. I'm back in this big wide world where I don't know what to do. You know, he's always back to leaving school and five years, it just, it was all a dream. And I woke up and it was the night after I'd left school. Because what that's, what that tells me or reinforces John to, to myself is, uh, isn't it true for all of us that as human beings, we, that, that little boy or that little girl within us, never actually leaves us and I don't care who that is and you know what experiences we subsequently encounter and how challenging um, and, and what growth might emerge from that learning we've still got that little boy or that little girl inside of us haven't we oh definitely Paul definitely and every now and again it will pop out you know and certain things happen so Having kind of laid a foundation um, here, John, and thanks for sharing that because I, I just think, you know, with that, there's, you know, already there's some invaluable learning for, well, hopefully for our listeners anyway. Um, and learning really, John, is that's what it's all about, isn't it? Because when we look why, you know, that big question, why am I here? <laughs> the massive, as a massive oversimplification, it's to learn and pass on lessons for the benefit of the planet. I mean, that is overly simplistic or maybe it's not so just sort of focusing in on that learning john um my mind yet again and please challenge this is, is kind of erring towards the side of particular within and i'm going to use a term uh, to play devil's advocate here, and i don't personally particularly like the term or resonate with it but this alpha male image that's created often, particularly with uh, military people, uh, particularly military guys, you know, oh, he's alpha male, he's this, he's that, he or she, for that matter. Um, is it fair to say, John, it's a mask? Oh, 100% it's a mask, you know. And it's uh, from my personal point of view, it was a mask from the military where I was at a rank, where I took charge of squadrons, I took charge of hundreds of people. But at the end of the day, I think also as well, you, you do, 
you do need guidance. I definitely need guidance. A lot of the time I feel vulnerable. It's, uh, I find it very difficult. It's easing every year that I've left the military. I'm easing off. It's getting easier. But I, I, I'm, I'm a great believer that from my project, I learn something new every day, especially in what we term as civvy street. I'm learning something different all the time. And it's good to sit back now and again and just listen to other people, learn from their experiences and try and learn, you know, do it in a positive manner. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the key thing is, you know, the risk of repeating, John, is the learning, isn't it? No matter who we are, what the yes. background is, what the backstory is, what the experiences are, what the circumstances are, you know, you've used a, a great term, you know, theatre. And, and what you've left there, John, you've left one theatre and you've joined another one, haven't you? You've joined the theatre of life this time rather than the theatre of, of a specific theatre of war. 100%. 100%. And I actually, from my point of view, I actually find the theatre of life now from the theatre of war, I find it harder than the theatre of war. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand. Is is that through conditioning, John? Because like you say, you know, twenty five years doing one thing uh, in a very prescriptive, ordered, structured manner, um, and then to leave that that well that structure behind, it's like, wow, well, what do I do now then? Or you know, is is that part of it, or do you feel there's more to it than that? Um, from my personal point of view, Paul, it's it's you know you you didn't have to think about. But for, let's go for something simple, eating. When I was in the military, people cooked my food. I knew what time I had to be there and I went and got it. I ate and I went back to work. Now it's almost a simple thing like, right, what am I going to have for tea tonight? I need to go shopping. I need to do this. I need to do this. Oh, and I need to cook it. It's, it's just completely different, you know? So even little things like that can be quite stressful. I get home from say a, a day of PTing there's no food in the kit in the fridge. Oh, I've got to go shopping. You know, whereas when I was in the military, I knew there'd be food on the counter for me just walk in, eat it and leave. Yeah. Just going back to this mask, John, that um, and I think it's fair to say that what we're talking about here is about learning to drop the mask, is isn't it? Is would that be a fair comment? Yeah. Yes. Why is that important for us, do you feel? Okay, well, let me ask you. Yeah, let me ask you specifically, John. Why is it important for you to learn to drop that mask now? I do feel if I, because of my military persona, my mask, as we call the military mask, people will think you know everything. You know, you're this, you're that. Whereas if I drop my mask, I will look a bit, a little bit more vulnerable. I will ask questions, and hopefully, people will help me and think, "Oh, right, okay. He needs guidance in this. He needs guidance in that." And I greatly believe it's showing the true side of you. You know, so it's people say, well, vulnerability sometimes is not a good thing. But I think it is a good thing, especially from my point of view. They think, oh, right, he doesn't know everything. He doesn't, he's not the big, hard military guy that he is. We'll help him. So I, I'm a great believer in dropping your mask that way because I don't think you'd ever get help if you kept that mask and that false persona up. I'm not in a military environment anymore. I'm now in a civilian environment where I, I don't know everything. I don't know hardly anything, to be honest with you, because I've only been a civilian for 14 years, which is not a long time. Relatively speaking, no, it's not. Not, not on the backdrop of, you say, you know, those formative years as a, as, a young, as a young lad, as you were at 16, 17, straight into war. Um, so, 
I'm kind of just thinking, John, with that around, you know, dropping that mask and and what you were saying there really around, you know, just as when you was in the uh, in the military, you had, you know, the system was geared to to looking after you, whereas you come out in. So when you kind of when, when you're talking about the context there of dropping the mask, the same principle applies, isn't it? You know, surely John has to ask himself, as we all do. Who can I trust? Who's going to look after me out here? The same rules apply, John, don't they? Oh, 100%, 100%, you know. And it's and that was another, we're on about the mask and the vulnerability again. That was another problem when I left. I trusted everybody. And you, you can't trust everybody. You, get, you need to get to know people, I think. I was very, very wary of that after a couple of years of being a civilian, thinking, well, who can I trust? Who will help me? You know, and it's difficult. It's, it's difficult. I still find it difficult now. You know, and I, I often ask people like yourself, Paul, and different people who have spent a long time in uh, Civvy Street, as I call it. Is it just Spain? Because I left the military and came straight to Spain, and I, for years I thought it's just the people that live in Spain can't be trusted. But I presume it's all over. You know, you've you've got to you've got to get to know somebody before I before you start telling them everything i think you know it is it, it is difficult yeah absolutely absolutely um just to i suppose um an answer on that question you that scenario you you placed there john is um, um, what came to mind was a line from desiderata the song beautiful song um and, I, and i'm kind of paraphrasing because i can't remember it verbatim and it's something uh, along the lines of despite the world being full of chaos and trickery it is still a beautiful place and there is still honour amongst some people. And I think, you know, there's, there's great merits in that line. Um, it's a classic song. It stood the test of time. And obviously it stood the test of time for a reason because its lyrics are very, very, in my humble opinion, true, very true and very solid. So that I think gives some context to the, uh, you know, the question uh, that, that you posed there, John. I mean, ultimately, listen, whether we talk about the military, whether we talk about life in Civvy Street or anything, anything else, it's a question of relationships, isn't it? You know, it's, is it true that relationships are the very fabric that helps our world go around? Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, you and you... And as I said, I'm on, I can only look at it from my point of view. And it's the relationship, I think, builds over time with somebody. When you first meet somebody, I always like to think I'm a good judge of character. But I always find over the years I've been in Civvy Street, it's people shock you now and again. But I, I do have faith in humanity. I still carry that faith that, you know, people will help you. Mm, and yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the bigger picture, definitely. So... So we've got this mask then, John. We've got this mask and, you know, it creates this. Well, for me, if I can just kind of flit off at a slight tangent, for me, it created a massive um, diversionary tactic because I was so vulnerable, hurting, fragile, insecure, call it what you will, for many, many years. I played that very aggressive, hard hitting, hard drinking um, I created this persona. What I was really doing and saying was, please keep away from me. I, I, I drove people away that showed me care and compassion. I self-sabotaged. You know, there was deservedness issues there because it was safer for me to do that because I couldn't bear the thought of somebody getting close to me 
and hurting me emotionally even more. Um, I mean, I'm not sort of suggesting that you can or cannot relate to that personally, John. I don't know. Maybe you want to comment on that or whether you can, whether you can't, maybe you don't. Um, um, any thoughts around that before we move on, John? No, I, yes, I, I, I see exactly where you're coming from. You, I'm, I'm very similar in a way. I, I tend to push people away just in case they hurt. You know, they hurt you. So through relationships, through anything, people, people tend to hurt. You know, if you and I thought, you know, if you you put that barrier around you as such, that like a, a zone, you feel safe, and it's difficult to let people into that zone because if you have been hurt in the past. You know, it, you, you, it's, it's mental scarring or whatever it is, emotional scarring. It is difficult. It, it, I think each time it takes longer to let people into your life who you can trust. Mm. It's it's that quality, not quantity added, isn't it? You know, uh, yeah. what, one of the cliches I was brought up with, John, and I'm not passing comment on whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, that if you can count your true people on one hand, you are very, very, very lucky. Very lucky. Oh. I agree 100%. They say your loyal friends you can count on one hand, definitely. Okay, so we've got this we've got this mask then, John, and we you know, I think it's fair to say because of what we've spoke about so far, um, you know, it's about learning to drop it. But how do we actually do that, John? How do we learn to drop that mask? Um I I personally, I I, I think it's through just learning Every day, every day, I, as I said to you before, I learn something new every day. And I think it's just eventually it disappears because you, you, you don't forget about the past, but you tend to ease off. As I said, for my, mine was a military mask, so I was almost brainwashed. Now, over the years and years, it's eased off. It's disappeared more and more into the background, you know. It's, um, my life is less structured, but my life is... Less hassle, if you understand where I'm coming from. It's, I'm, I'm not like, right, we're going somewhere, we've got to be there 10 minutes before, we've got to do that. I'm more relaxed and my persona's more relaxed, I'm less stressed. And, I, and every day my, masks, my mask disappears. It, don't get me wrong, Paul, it does come back now and again if I get stressed over things. Little, and it, it's nothing major that brings it back. It's, um, I mean, I did my military career, I was bomb disposal, so you don't get much more stressful than that. You know, but that was a major. But now it's little things that stress me, like oh, I've not to find five euros for something, or I've got to go to the shops and do this, or I've got to deal with something, or make a phone call. It's nothing major, but it, it does get easier every day as as life goes on. As, I'd like to think as I get older, I get a bit more wiser. Some might not agree, but you know, <laughs> I do. I, I try every day. I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna sit on the fence on that one, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so the big question then, John, the big question here. So, you know, we've, we've learned about, you know, the mask and, and why we, you know, why we need that mask and um, or what, not why we need it, but why we end up with it or how we end up with it. But I want to ask you this. What if, John, what What's life like? What if we don't drop that mask? Talk us through your life, John. Try and sort of, I suppose, look at your own experiences because I'm certainly happy to share mine. Um, what if we don't drop that mask? What is life? What would life be for, for like for you now, John, if you maintain that old school mask? I, 
I personally think I would miss out on a lot of things. I would miss out on a lot of experiences. Um, I don't think I'd, I don't think people would take to me, if you understand what I'm saying, because of my, my background, you know, I just think I would, I'd really miss out, you know, because the mask, at the end of the day, I think that mask is for protection. In one word, it's protection. But I think you need to drop it and just see, almost see the real world, you know, for what it really is and learn from it and let people see the real you. And that takes courage, John, doesn't it? It's, it takes a lot of courage and it's very difficult. And every now and again, you take your mask down. And, and sometimes over the years when I've dropped my mask, I've been bitten and my mask gone straight back up. And it's got harder to drop the mask again with that particular person or thing that's happened to me, you know. But you've got to keep trying and keep plugging away. I mean, certainly within our Speaking From Our Hearts um, community group, John, obviously, of which you're a part and, and an ambassador, um, you know, you're aware of what Wayne Dyer would call um, the, the divine feminine energy within our group. I mean, it's massively powerful. And, and it's interesting that, dare I say, alpha male guys uh, like me and thee, for example, um, yeah. how we appreciate that, well, as Dyer calls it, the divine feminine, that, that gentler, more loving, more compassionate way of being. And, and isn't it true, John, that actually for this world to function efficiently, productively, I don't even know what the right adjective is here, um, and I'm not going to get bogged down on the words, because the, the essence of what I'm trying to say is, isn't that a question of balance, that yin and yang, you know, that polarisation, call it what you will, that's what makes the world go round, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, in, uh, in the military, is not everybody can be a chief. You need Indians as well. You know, and I think uh, it's, it's it's sometimes you, you come across as that alpha male. It can be quite difficult as well because people, the Indians, is, for want of a better word, will look to you and you don't know everything. But that mask says you do. So this is what I was saying. You've got to drop that mask and learn from your Indians and learn from other people. I want to ask you a final question, John, as, as we draw to a close. Uh, but before I do that, how can people um, find out um, or connect with you, John? Uh, I believe you're on Facebook. Um, is, is there any other methods? What, what's your main contact method? I'm on uh, my email is um, macarena2 at hotmail.co.uk. And I'm on Facebook as Trainer John Spain. Trainer John Spain. Um, so these details will be in the show notes. And and as I say, listeners, John has been uh, on many previous episodes. So just refer back to any of those. But uh, the details will be um, will be in this uh, re- this episode show notes. So the final question, then, John, the final word um, to you, and it's literally whatever you want it to be. How would you sign off? What message would you leave to our listeners, to the outside world? What would be your parting, um, parting gift on this uh, particular episode? Because I'm sure you'll be back on other episodes. Yes, I, I would say to people with that mask, drop your mask, uh, learn from your mistakes, and uh, really stay positive. Because even mistakes, you can take the positives out of it rather than the negatives. And always in life, your glass is half full, not half empty. Thank you very much, John, for taking part. As ever, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, and dare I say, a bigger pleasure than when we're actually training together. But that's another story. <laughs> um, and uh, thank you to, to our listeners as well for being part of this uh, this episode and so till next time as i always sign off by saying remember no matter what you do in life always walk your path 
with heart. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.